Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. Well, good morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J, and we are ready for yet another day and yet another month. Welcome to March 1st on a snowy Wednesday morning. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Yeah. You knew the snow was coming, so hopefully it doesn't surprise you too much, but uh, you do want to give yourself a little bit extra time getting to wherever you need to go, be it work or school this morning. Things may be running a little bit late. People may be taking the roads a little gingerly, so please head on a swivel, everybody, as we like to say around here. Make sure you are safe and, uh, you know, ready to go when you have to go wherever you have to go this morning. I didn't feel like the roads were too bad, did you? Uh, <clears throat> no, not not really. Uh, State three coming in was was pretty clear. Yeah, and the but, freeways are pretty clear. Yeah, well. so my car uh, was a little squirrely. But uh, oh no, what's the matter? Well, I had to drive the Mustang. You had to. Yeah, the wife's got an appointment later. Oh, so. and she doesn't like taking the Mustang anymore. Well, I don't want her driving that. It's it's you shouldn't be driving it in the <laughs> snow. Yes, so have a lot of track. I would rather me be driving it. Than her, this but makes sense. Uh, the uh, yeah, I've got performance tires on. They're not meant for the all weather. No, so, well, you could change those out, you know. Yeah, yeah. If you want to pop up, you know, fifteen hundred bucks or so. Well, listen, you're made of money. That's what you tell me all no, the time. I'm not. So, it's not supposed to be driven in the in the snow. So. Ideally, it's in the garage at this time of year, right? Uh, no, it's outside. Oh, so the rust doesn't bother you, but it's the, not going to rust. The cars rust. You know that, right? Yeah, but. It's sitting out in front of my house, not in a, some field somewhere, forgotten about. No, for I 10 know, years. I know, I know. I'm just saying, like you know, the, it's the uh, it's the weather changes and the well, usually it's the the road treatments that get the rusting in the Midwest, and you don't run into a lot of salt on the roads here. But either way, I'm glad that you made it okay, and uh, even though you were sliding all around State Street, you are here and you are safe. Today on the show, we have an opportunity for you to go check out Monster Jam that's happening on the big program. We also have a chance for you to enjoy a little bit of concert action over the course of the show today as well. Big J has a movie review for you. He watched a Netflix film called We Have a Ghost, and he will let you know if it's worth your time or not. We have a We're Going to Hell story from Peru, Big J. So watch oh, out. Maybe the first time we've ever done that. So we are going international for We're Going to Hell and all sorts of other cool things on the agenda today. Let's get started with some Alice in Chains, shall we? Man in the Box is going to kick things off here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J, I'm not very well versed in the world of horses. How are you in equian kind of uh, not, specialties? Not much, man. Have you ever ridden a horse in your life? Yeah been a long time though i'm guessing yes me as well uh it's uh, probably been at least 15 years since i have ridden a horse but uh, i don't know much about them but you know that they are fairly popular here in the state of idaho lots of people have them lots of people raise them lots of people are uh so they're very close to them and i did not know that there was such a thing as horse herpes did you know that 
No. And it is very serious, and they found a case of it in Idaho yesterday, which is of concern to a lot of horse breeders and horse owners because apparently it is very, very contagious. And it is something that can really do some numbers on the horse population wherever it is found. Now, they do have vaccines for this particular virus that are usually given to horses as long as they're up on their shots. But there are some that get it even if they are up on their shots, which is what happened yesterday. Apparently, they found uh, one of those basically during a test for a horse that was pregnant, found out it had equian herpes. And then they're like, oh, no, this isn't good. And so the basically the ISDA had to be called in and they did a search of all the other mayors on the facility and found that as of right now, none of them have it, which is good. But now they have to quarantine the one that does to make sure that doesn't spread throughout the horse population. And if you're like me, you're like, hey, how does how does horse, horse herpes spread? You know, like it's not like they're making out or something like that, you know. So how does it happen? Yeah. And uh, I hope you didn't go to a dark place, Big J, but the way it goes is, you know, they use particular equipment in a lot of cases to breed from one horse to another. Does that make sense? There's a lot of artificial insemination in the world of animal breeding. Poor guys. And so what happens is they have this equipment that they use and then they reuse. And sometimes if it's not, you know, taken care of properly... It can have some stuff in there that's not supposed to be there. Or if somebody that has this particular virus has used it before, that's how it spreads. So the way that they want you to go about it, if you are a horse owner or horse breeder, to minimize the horse's risk of contracting this particular virus, you want to make sure you disinfect all your stalls. Never share water or feed buckets or grooming equipment from horse to horse. Avoid unnecessary contact with other horses. And then if you work in multiple horse facilities, you, so that you aren't a carrier, need to wash your hands and change your footwear and clothing before each facility just to make sure everything is on the up and up as much as possible. So something to be aware of to make sure your horses are safe and okay, as this thing happened over in Jim County, by the way, is where it was. So not exactly next door, but it is something that if you're a horse owner or a horse breeder, you probably want to be aware of that's going to do it for gavin locks big j he was supposed to be the new starting uh shortstop for the los angeles dodgers but unfortunately in the batting box during his spring training game non-contact injury ended up tearing his acl in his right knee so that's going to do it for him for the 2023 season unfortunately dave roberts the manager is crushed because they were really really looking forward to having lux in the lineup he had worked hard to get there and unfortunately these things just happened Looks like, uh, listen, here's my biggest problem with the Combine, Big J. Everybody has, like, you know, time. Like, usually GMs have their press conferences. It's a big television show. They ask questions, they give answers, and then they do the exact opposite of what they're talking about. My point is you can't trust anything that comes out of a general manager's mouth uh, when he puts a microphone is put in front of him because uh, when asked earlier in the day about uh, if Leonard Fournette has what it takes to be a three-down back, the general manager said, yeah, dude, he could totally be a three-down back for years. We'd love him. And then released him later on in the day. <laughs> Leonard Fournette is a yeah, free agent. they've been agent. planning on releasing him for a while. Well, um, but that's not what they said at all. When he said, do you plan on having Leonard Fournette as a three-down back? He said, yeah, for years to come. And then they cut him later on in the day. Now, uh, of course, he helped lead the Buccaneers, was huge in that Super Bowl run when Tom Brady and the team made a role for it the first year he was in Tampa Bay, uh, but had a little bit of injury problem. 
problems and couldn't stay on the field. The offensive line was not great last year, so he had a rough year last year. But he is 28 years old, so the, and and pretty much cheap if you can make it happen. He also asked to be released. That's also true. So, uh, but still, you would think the general manager would know that. And even if that was the case, it's not like uh, that's a 20 minute turnaround kind of thing. You know what I mean? These are conversations either they had already before the press conference or he knew was coming. My point is he was talking on both sides of his mouth as do most people during this time of year because they're not going to tell you too much as to who they're thinking about drafting, etc., etc. Uh, it's just pointless, I guess, is my point to have these things or at least believe what they're saying. Kevin Durant going to make his debut with the Phoenix Suns tonight against the Charlotte Hornets. The team announced that yesterday. He's been out with an MCL sprain since January 8th. Been working out with his new teammates the last two weeks, so we finally get a look at what Kevin Durant looks like in a Suns uniform and on the court a little bit later on tonight. If you are excited for the Super Mario Brothers movie, know this. They have basically moved up its release, which never happens. That's uh, not significant. It was supposed to come out on Friday, April 7th, but they're like, you know what? Let's make some more money at the box office. They're going to officially release in theaters nationwide on Wednesday, April 5th. So if you're excited to see or hear Chris Pratt as Mario and Jack Black as Bowser, you'll be able to do so a couple of days early because they think the buzz is good enough that they want to release it a little bit early. So get ready. That is Three Days Grace. I am the weapon here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Take me back to younger Big J days. When you were 11 years old, were you living in the Treasure Valley at that time? No. Uh, so you were about to, though, right? You moved yeah. here at 12? Yep. How was the 11th year of Big J's life? Do you remember a lot about it? Do you remember what you were doing? Do you remember what was going on at all? Terrifying. It was terrifying? No, it seemed like a pretty normal uh normal life. Could you imagine you were you were running around playing in the neighborhood, that kind of stuff? Yeah, riding motorcycles, causing a ruckus. The little Big J uh, terror on wheels, yeah. as it were. Uh, I can imagine I was about the same thing, although uh, and certainly a lot less motorcycle riding than uh, you were doing. But in Australia, there's an 11-year-old named Pixie Curtis. And the reason why she is a big deal, it's because, well, Pixie has been for the last couple years basically making a ridiculous amount of money. She decided that she wanted to start an online toy sale business about when she was nine years old, Big J. That thing has become so big that she generates about $130,000 a month right now and has for the last couple of years. She started the business three years ago when she was nine, and it blew up about a year and a half ago. So she's been making over a million dollars a year as a 10 and 11-year-old in her online toy sale business with the support of her family, of course. Sure. But still, but she has made an announcement, Big J, that because she has been making so much money and focusing so much on the business, that her grades have gone downhill. And she's like, you know Screw what? Grades. I'm going to step aside from the business what? and I'm going to focus on my learning. Yeah, I don't want to be just a big old idiot that has my family help me with an online program. Uh, it's been profitable. It's been awesome. It's been nice. But you know what? It's time to retire and focus on my studies. So uh, she wants to refocus on high because she's going to high school next year. And she's like, listen, I really need to make sure I'm doing this the right way because I don't want to be, you know, just an online thing. Because like it or not, she's smart enough to realize that guess what's fleeting, Big J? Online businesses. They can come and go. And that's not something that you should probably put all your eggs in one basket. Which is why when it's raining, you should be collecting all that damn rainwater. I think she's got some rainwater at this particular point. Uh, Pixie's Picks is the name of the online store. Now, it will keep going, 
but it will be scaled back a bit and her family will be taking over the day-to-day -day operations. Not to say they haven't been helping out a lot, but Pixie is going to stop being the face of this online store, I guess is what's happening, and she's going to stop focusing so much on it. But if you want to go as a place in Australia to buy children's hair accessories, children's bows for their hair, and an opportunity to grab some kids' toys, that will be there. Uh, and this will allow her to continue to manage the business, at least from afar a little bit, and put a lot less pressure on her to keep the business running as she goes to school. So I say to this, hey, listen, I don't know what exactly I was doing when I was 11 years old, because it was a very, very long time ago. I certainly did not have this much, you know, awareness uh, of my surroundings and my future and that kind of thing. I think I was focused on school because that's really all I knew at that particular point. So as an 11 year old, it was like, I want to play football. I want to play video games and I should go to school because that's what I'm supposed to do right now. Yeah, I didn't know I could have a business. I had I had a little bit of a business in high school. Uh, that shouldn't surprise you. But I, I did because for a long time I collected cards. And so for a while there, I was doing card sales and swaps for a little bit. I remember, do you remember the uh, the dot matrix printers that used to, used to be oh, able yeah, to print out banners with? I printed out a banner for my goofy little uh, sports card thing that I was doing on the side called Sports Cards with a Z. I thought it was very genius at the time when I was like 10 years old. And I printed out a gigantic banner at the library at school and I hung it up in my room and all my friends would come over and we would do like deals and stuff. That's cute. Cards. Yeah, I think I made a grand total of $14. But... Uh, it certainly was something that I what, thought was doing. thousand dollars a month? Yeah, it wasn't $130,000 a month, but I didn't have the online portal either. Uh, if I would have known that back when I was 11 years old, I probably would have made at least 24 to $25. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We got ourselves a movie review courtesy of Big J. It's happening next on the X-Rocks. That's Stone Sour through the glass here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yesterday, gosh, right around this time, you guys selected via our text line a movie for Big J to watch and review. It is a Netflix film called We Have a Ghost. Is that good news or bad news, Big J? Well, I mean, it's good news, uh, I think, especially if you're going to have a ghost movie. Kind of need one of those. And uh, basically, what you've got here is a pretty darn good cast. David Harbour, he plays Ernst the Ghost. And then you've got Anthony Mackie. He plays the father of uh, two uh, teenage boys. And then uh, you've got his wife. And they uh, basically, the opening scene of this movie is uh, people in this very, you know, old-looking house. Uh, there's screams, and the family runs out of the house and, and is gone. And they leave the house vacant for a year, and then Anthony Mackie's character, Frank Priestley, and, and their family buys the house, and they move in. And uh, his uh, one of his sons, uh, who is, uh, he, he, what we can gather pretty much is that he's, you know, they're kind of a, a, a family that is... Um, you know, kind of on the on on the outs a little bit with each other for a little for just just a little bit, and and so the youngest here, played by uh, Jai Diallo Winston, he's he's plays a character named Kevin. Uh, he's into music and stuff, and he likes kind of keeps to himself. But basically, what happens is here he's upstairs in the attic and he sees a ghost, and that ghost is David Harbour. And uh, next thing you know, uh, they begin to build a relationship. Now, the interesting theory thing about this is David Harbour's character can't talk. 
like the ghost can't talk. I mean, yeah, there's some rules in this. He can touch things, he can move things, he can do stuff, but he can't talk. So okay. uh, this entire time, he's he's a gift. I'm going to put it this way because he has to build this rapport. And, can he write? Uh, no, he mouths some things, but um, you know, he kind of seems to to under they, you know they start communicating basically, and um, so he's wearing a, a bowling shirt that says Ernst on it. By the way, that's how they know what his name. His is. name's Ernst. Uh, Ernest. 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 And uh, he, Kevin actually uh, films it, and the rest of the family sees it, and they post it on YouTube, and it becomes a big phenomenon. Sure. Okay. So then you that en- was in the description. Yeah. Then you enter Tig Notaro, uh, comedian, very funny, and uh, she uh, is uh, kind of like a, a CIA person who you know f- follows around uh, you know ghost stuff to, to kind of like aliens would you know you if you would have the Men in Black kind of style, but gotcha. this is for paranormal because they want to like capture ghosts. Yeah, they want to capture ghosts and then use them for whatever CIA needs they might have. <laughs> and uh, as you can see, this particular ghost, he's got some powers and. And things, but uh, basically, the movie is trying to figure out okay, how did he die? Because he doesn't remember anything either. He's lost his memory because of trauma. So, uh, that's what you have as a story building out and the relationship that develops between Kevin and Ernest. And uh, there's, you know, uh, a basically family building kind of movie it is a comedy but i tell you what at the end of the movie both the wife and i were, were moved to tears i mean it was there was some sad stuff in there and uh I, we thought it was a great movie is it a family film yes okay. oh for sure okay. yeah yeah it's not like super scary or anything like that definitely something that uh, you should watch with the family and uh david harbour's fantastic even though he doesn't utter a damn word uh, is it uh, is he like a ghost that's been dead for a while, or you don't know? Yeah, uh, you do find out, and it's well, probably sure you, you know like 30, 30 years okay. or so, and you you do find out what happens. Do you understand why he's trapped in? The, or is he even trapped in the house, or can he move? No, around? see, that's the thing. He thinks he's trapped in the house, and then he realizes, oh, he can leave. Oh, okay, and then they go on some uh, a little adventure, which is pretty damn funny. All right. So. so it sounds like it's Big J approved. Absolutely approved, and uh, we had a lot of fun watching it. And again, it was uh, we didn't expect to have tears at the end of the movie, but we did. Uh, so uh, Big J is uh, a fan of we is it we have or we've we got ha- we have a ghost. We have a we ghost. have a ghost is the name of the film. And uh, if you're a Tig Notaro fan, she'll be here in just a couple weeks for Tree Fort. Yeah. Uh, so you can check her out if you are so inclined. But uh, that is pretty awesome. It's up on Netflix. It's the number one movie on Netflix right now, and now you know why because. Big Jay says it's very good and certainly worth your time. Will you revisit? I don't, I mean, I don't. Once you've seen it, well, I mean, you know, sometimes there's movies that you like to rewatch. Sure, I don't know maybe. If this falls in that know. category. I don't know if it's an adventure you want to go on again, especially if you cried at the end, but it is something that is out there. I mean, Netflix like makes it prime for rewatching if you're into it. Morning after with Nick and Big Jay. Good job, everybody. Right back on the horse. With Nick and Big Jay. You're financially sound and secure now at this point in your life. But in the history of Big Jadem, have you ever missed a credit card payment? Oh, yeah. How long? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, like I had having a bunch. I, no, I, I, listen, the, there was a period of time, especially as I was struggling, like, to when I was in radio, I was working here, but... I had to make a decision. I had to quit my full-time job in order to make myself available to work here. Mm-hmm. And for that period of time, I was only getting like 25 hours a week. And so I lived off of a credit card, but couldn't make that payment and didn't make that payment for until it was written off. And I mean, I had to pay it back eventually, creditors, all that sort of thing. I mean, that really started uh, my cascade of bad 
decisions and just bad credit, and it was uh, it was the beginning of it, and it was a big mess. So there was a point where you actually had collection agencies after you, oh, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. Do you remember how much you had rung up in no, debt? It was only like seven or eight hundred bucks. But that's all my credit card would let me use. <laughs> but you had gone. It sounds like several yeah, months. Yeah. So paying. it turned into about fifteen hundred bucks. Okay. Did now and then they didn't work it down at all for you, or you just worked out a payment uh, program? No. Oh, you paid it all I mean, in eventually. Like eventually, they caught me, caught up to me, and it was one of those things where I have to, if I'm going to be able to move on and be able to do the things I need to do, I have to pay this off. And I mean, I think that's a story for a lot of people our age. At some point, we lived off of credit cards or didn't understand maybe how credit was working or how that could come back to bite us in the ass if we didn't pay attention to that kind of stuff. It was a. Here's the honest truth truth about it is it was very frustrating for both my sisters as they were very successful cpas sure. you know accountants but my mom you know she was struggling and and struggling to make ends meet with me as a, a teenager in the house and you know my dad was not around but he was you know providing for the family but uh she just had a lot on her plate and she was in, in a state of depression and there was not a lot of teaching yeah going on and not a lot of being able to, to teach me that what to do and what not to do. And so I made a lot of bad mistakes because of that. But also, I think in our, like, formative years, like, I mean, when we were kids, I don't think our parents cared what their credit score was. Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. Like, that became a thing as yeah. we started to grow up Probably and grow in the 90s. Probably right. in the 90s is when it became really important. Where it became, like, part of your identity. Like, you needed to have a good credit score. You needed to know what your credit score. And so if you missed a credit card payment, you thought, like, growing up, the worst thing that could happen was uh, at some point they could come after you. It would not chase you like a ghost around your yeah, entire yeah. adult life. Now, no matter what you do, do not miss that payment. Do right. not miss it. And I've missed a payment like a couple days and thankfully got grace periods that are thrown in there, but I freaked out. I sure. freaked out. Over yeah. It. You don't want collection agencies, even if it's just the minimum payment that you can make on your credit cards, do what you can to at least show in good faith that you're paying right attention now. to it. Do it. It's do March tomorrow. 1st. You better. Uh, but since 2019, Americans in their 30s and 40s have seen their debt rise about 27%. And along with that debt comes some missed payments from time to time. Uh, U.S. credit card debt rose $61 billion during the last quarter of last year. That brings the total national credit card balance to Big J. $986 billion, and that's just in the United States of America. Uh, the number of Americans in their 20s who are missing credit card payments has surpassed pre-pandemic rates. It's gotten to the point where payments cover the interest and not much else, unfortunately, for a lot of people, and so this could be another sign that things are going to be tightening up here very, very soon. Missed payments are happening on the regular, but we are so up to our eyeballs in credit card debt. And that doesn't include student loans and medical debt, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that it's almost got to the point where we can barely make ends meet. So it's time to start making sure you pay attention to that stuff, everybody. I know it's not easy. I know it's hard, uh, but there is nothing worse, uh, especially if you're trying to build something or go on to do something than having that credit card or a mistakeful credit debt kind of thing chase you around. So pay attention. Keep uh, your eye on it to make sure that you're doing everything that you can. College football leaders are meeting this week in Indianapolis to consider some rule changes that could shorten game times and reduce the number of plays during this upcoming season. Now, they are as concerned that college football is going along as baseball is. If you um, don't know, the average time for an NFL game is about 2 hours and 56 minutes. The average time for a college football game currently is 3 hours and 25 minutes, Big J. That's a significant increase. The reason for that is, well, there's a lot of reasons. Number 
one, what they want to do is they want to get rid of maybe the stopping the clock after a first down uh, in the last two minutes of the halves, which can make a game last forever yeah. with the automatic clock stoppages, uh, and eliminating the option for teams to call consecutive timeouts, which has been happening. And then what happens also if there's a penalty at the end of a quarter, they replay the pe- the play with an untimed down as opposed to starting the next quarter, which is what the NFL does. Uh, I'm not sure other than keeping the clock running on first downs is going to dramatically increase time, but I mean, I think it will if they're really concerned about it. I didn't think they were considering how much they were selling for advertising, but apparently they do care. Uh, because they have seen some ratings dip specifically in bowl season for even national championship games and playoff games because some people, they run late. I mean, especially on the East Coast. Some of these yeah. games can go until 10, 30, yeah. 11 o'clock at night. So glad I don't live on the East Coast. So they're really worried about that, and they're thinking about changing some rules. Yeah, well, I wonder how that'll go. Also, at the end of the games, or in those, in those end of halves, um, the fake injuries. The players are thrown down with. I don't know. Yeah, but how? I don't know how you stop that. I mean, how do you, you actually? When they get to the sideline, you break their legs. Oh, okay. Wow, that seems excessive. Yeah. But if guess anything, what? It won't I, be fake an injury I'm anymore. Surprised it didn't go right to the death penalty. That seems to be your mo. It's not a crime. Speaking of football, it's a crime against football. Uh, Tom Brady, if you were on the internet at all yesterday, you probably saw some rumors that Tom Brady is not is going to try stand-up comedy. Oh, yeah. Uh, it turns out that's not true at all, thank goodness. But Tom Brady might be doing something that's related to stand-up comedy, yeah. as he is a talks with Netflix to be the subject of a roast with the working title, The Greatest Roast of All Time. And that makes a lot more sense to me than Tom Brady getting up on stage. But see, this is how things get out of control. Tom Brady talking to Netflix about being a part of a Netflix comedy special and Tom Brady doing stand-up comedy himself are two very, very different things. So, again... Yeah, having a few jokes written for him uh, to help out at the end of the roasts when he gets to do his retort uh, is different. Exactly. It's not stand-up comedy. He's not touring the country. and every But the knee-jerk reaction is what everybody cares about. So, uh, maybe take a breath before you react to something before and the real story comes out, which appears to be this which I'm sure will do just fine for Netflix and will probably be very fun to watch. Morning after, and even if you hate Tom Brady, wouldn't it be great to watch everybody just make fun of him for an hour, right? Yeah, of course. Even if you love Tom Brady or hate Tom Brady, I imagine you'll tune in just to see uh, some of the jokes. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. I'm going to hell and you know it! The morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. As previously discussed, we are headed to Peru for today's We're Going to Hell story, and it is a weird one, Big J. It's a story of a man named Julio Caesar. Julio Caesar works as like the Peruvian equivalent of DoorDash. He he is a delivery service person that delivers food and drink to people in and around his particular city, and he's been doing this forever. And because of this, people weren't really that skeptical that everywhere that Julio went, he had himself a pretty big backpack on the side. You know what I mean? They thought, oh, maybe it's like thermo closed and that's where they kept the food or whatever. But as he uh, got into a little bit of trouble for going too fast in a particular area, it was the contents of that backpack that got Julio Caesar in trouble, Big Jake. Uh, As police pulled him over for speeding when they searched his backpack just to make sure uh, he was carrying the food that he said he was carrying, would you be surprised that they did not find any food in said backpack? Not to say he wasn't doing his job, that's just not where he was keeping the food. No. You know what? what was in the backpack? 
Drugs. No. Coke. Not drugs, no. Big J. That wouldn't be a whole lot of fun. It was the uh, mummified body of a woman that he says uh, is named Juanita and is his God. spiritual girlfriend, Big J. Uh, it was incredible to know that apparently for the last three years, Big J, he's been carrying around a mummified body in his backpack on his deliveries with him as he basically thought she brought him good luck and uh, they were connected spiritually and so she needed to be near and or around him at all times. And if you think that's weird, you wouldn't be wrong. Uh, and here's yeah, that's what, weird. <laughs> here's what's even weirder. Uh, apparently, this is not like something that he has done nefariously. Like he didn't kill somebody and keep him in a backpack. Yeah. This is a mummified body that apparently has been in his family for 45 years. And that was kept up in his attic, and he discovered it when he was a little kid, and that's where he made the connection. It's kind of like a we gotta go situation. It was up in the attic, he found it, discovered it, and thought there was some sort of spiritual connection between him and this mummified body, and decided, you know what? I'm gonna take it with me everywhere I go. According to the reports, the mummy was between 600 and 800 years old. And it, they don't know where the family came about it, why they've had it for 45 years, etc., etc. I mean, you know, uh, Julio Caesar's only 26 years old, so his family had it long before he was even thought of. So now they're trying to figure out, number one, where this body actually belongs. Number two, who this body belongs to. Number three, why Julio Caesar thinks it's got some sort of spiritual girlfriend connection to it. And number four, hey, is that weird body touching any of my food, Julio? Yeah, no kidding. These also, things that, might be, that might be a reason you don't have a real girlfriend. Well, the other reason is he also slept near the remains at night, too. He said that, yeah. you know, he lives in his parents' house, but he would unpack the mummy and put her in bed with him because that's his spiritual girlfriend, Big J. Yeah, what else has he done with his spiritual girlfriend? He says he has taken it out to show it to his friends, uh, and his friends didn't rat him out. One would think that would be a red light for me. I mean, if, I have real, if I'm really good friends with somebody, I spend a lot less time with a person that shows me a mummified body that they think is their spiritual girlfriend. Agree or disagree? I mean, it depends, I guess. It does? No, On that would what? never happen. There's not that many weirdos. That's probably what Julio Caesar's friends thought. Look at him now. <laughs> Dude, you're weird, man. Yeah, I don't want to spend any more time with you. That's a good litmus test of what kind of friend you are. Like, I mean, I've got some really good friends. I think that would impact my friendship if they showed me. I mean, even if I knew, like, there's no way my friend did this, I still would be like... Hey, that's really creepy and weird. Dude. I think I know one friend that would hang in there with you if that was you, though. Yeah, I would. I, I think Brian would hang in and still be your friend. Yes, I think you're probably right. I would hope he wouldn't be, but you're probably right. You're like brothers for life. <laughs> it's easy to tell when you're around. You guys. You're probably right. But uh, the side note to that is, I, I mean, I don't have to worry about that with either of us. That's the good news. But it is one of those deals where I think it would be a deal breaker. It's gotta be. You know, tell somebody that your friend's walking around with a mummified body. And how do you start that conversation? Like, hey, hey, you want to see something cool? You want to see I got a body? girlfriend. Oh, you do? Oh, great. Let's meet her. Sure, her name's Juanita. So let me take her out of my backpack. Yeah. Now, she's my spiritual girlfriend, I want to warn you guys. Uh, also, she's been dead for 600 to 700 to 800 years, just in case you want to know. Yeah, uh, we're all messed up no matter where we go. That's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. It's the X-Rocks. That is great.
Green Day, that is Holiday here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. And finally, Big J, we're going to talk about bathrooms on this show. Uh, As you know, uh, I'm not a real big fan of public restrooms. I can't imagine people that are big fans. I love going into a public restroom. Oh, it's so great. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of a necessity. I'm not somebody that will avoid going to public restrooms. If I have to go, I have to go. But usually, it is one of those situations where I'm not a gigantic fan. Uh, The cleanliness is questionable at best. And uh, God forbid, because we only have one stall up here in our bathroom, if you happen to go in there while somebody else is in the stall, I mean, rest in peace. It's just forever unclean. But uh, there's certainly lots of places that you can go that have very good public restrooms and others that don't. And there is a website, Big J, called Laboratory Labs that comes up with a yearly survey of basically polling residents in a particular state, and they have to rate the cleanliness of their public restrooms. So you get to find out just from the people that use them what state has the cleanest and best public restrooms and what state has the worst. And it's basically on a 1 to 10 scale, 10 being the best. And they found out that if you live in Vermont or are going to Vermont, congratulations. You have a place that has the best public restrooms according to the residents of your area. But a place that you've been comes in uh, tied for number one with Vermont, and that's Maine. You spent some time in Maine not too long ago, right? Uh, did you happen to partake in any restaurants? Uh, didn't go to the bathroom at all in Maine. In the entire so, state? How long were you there? About four hours. Oh, I thought it was. I thought you were going to say four days. <laughs> <laughs> no, we weren't there for very long, so uh, I did not. Uh, I don't remember going into a restroom there. Uh, you didn't have I'm to go sure after the family the, did after the crab cake. They can't help but spend every waking minute in the bathroom. Uh, each re- each state, Maine and Vermont, received a top score of eight out of ten. Now, if you're looking for where the worst public restrooms in the United States of America are, apparently you have to go to Wyoming. Three point five out of ten, according to the residents of that particular state. New Hampshire isn't much better at three point eight. The question is. Where do Idahoans rank their public restrooms? And we are smack dab in the middle pretty much. 5.5 is the average score for a restroom here in the state of Idaho based on our opinions of it. And that sounds about right. I'd give pretty much every public restroom I've been in around a 5 out of 10. Could have been better, could have been worse for the most part. Uh, I think the, the places that you go that have to cater to more people, the likelihood of it being gross is more likely than not, like, you know, kind of stadiums or uh, gas station restrooms. Those are never fantastic. But there's also some very nice public restrooms out there that you can go what to. What would you rate, rate our bathroom here up, uh, upstairs? Upstairs bathroom, I would give it a four. Uh, because the urinals don't out flush correctly. Yeah, Great. out of ten. Oh. Uh, the urinals don't flush correctly. The air freshener doesn't work. And again, the one stall means if somebody's in that stall and you go in there, you will be enveloped by whatever it is that they're doing in that stall. And there is no escape from it. The one downstairs, much nicer. Yeah. Very, very uh, spacious stalls. I would give that one actually a 6.5. So my complaint about these bathrooms, the upstairs bathroom, uh, the sink, right? The water never gets hot. Never gets hot. But the one downstairs, always on fire. Yes, there's no in between. You're right, but and I, it's a ton of water. Like you can really wash your hands in there. I, I'm, I have to spend an extra minute trying to wash my hands up here. The one up here also has got some real, like it's one of those where you have to wave your hand underneath it to get it going. It doesn't always work. That one down there, you accidentally brush up against it, and it is pouring yeah. out uncontrollably. But I would rather scald my hands than deal with the cold water up here. Yes, so again, you can burn off the pee. Yes, exactly. Burn off the germs. So the downstairs bathroom to me.
me much, much preferable. In fact, I have been known to take a walk down the stairs to use the bathroom from time to time, uh, just because this one, uh, especially when more people get here, starts to really gross me out. But I'm a weird dude when it comes to that stuff. I will fully admit to that. So if you ever find yourself coming here to pick up tickets, ladies and gentlemen of the Treasure Valley, and you have to relieve yourself, Use the downstairs bathroom. Yeah, that's great advice. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your bathroom update specifically for our building, but also for the state. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Nobody will tell you that raising a child is easy, especially if they're on the younger side of things. Sleep can be, I don't know, like gold. A treasure that you can't seem to find sometimes and you just need a break and so it probably shouldn't surprise you that according to a new poll about 34 percent of parents say that at some point while playing with their toddler or their child they at least quote pretended to take a nap so that their kid would leave them alone for a little while 40 percent of new parents have hid in the bathroom at some point just for some alone time that can be a common theme throughout raising a child, so don't be, uh, I guess, ashamed if that's you. Unless you're spending, I don't know, six to eight hours in that bathroom, yeah. uh, then you should probably feel some guilt attached to that. Uh, parents also say that having an extra set of hands like a grandparent can help save the day when times get stressful, which of course makes sense. Family Dollar is the place to put this poll together, and they found that if you have kids, some things that you need to have to make sure that they're around the house, snacks, toys, arts and crafts supplies, that shouldn't be a surprise. But apparently the average parent spends about 177 hours a year shopping for these particular products. They run out of these products about 54 times a year. And when parents run out, 28% are running to the store as quickly as possible. 26% use an alternate like having a delivery service or something. But uh, rarely do we let things run out very long when you have kids, especially if there's something that you know makes them happy and keeps them occupied. You are more likely to make sure that you have that in uh, mass quantities around your house, which also makes sense. So good to know that uh, if you are a parent of a young child, you're not alone in some of the shortcuts you take in that particular area. So feel good about it, or at least don't feel so guilty about it. Kevin Durant's going to make his debut for the Phoenix Suns tonight against the Charlotte Hornets, according to the team. They announced that yesterday. He's been out with an MCL sprain since the trade. He hasn't played since January 8th. But he has been working out with his new teammates for the last two weeks, so we'll finally get an idea of what Kevin Durant looks like with the Phoenix Suns beginning tonight. Leonard Fournette's going to have a new home. He has asked for and received a release from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're moving forward without him, so they're going to have a new running back and a new quarterback next year in Tampa Bay and a new offensive coordinator as well. He does say there's no bad blood between him and the franchise. He asked for release, thinking that he wanted a fresh start somewhere without Tom Brady as well. Uh, He, of course, was one of the top picks in the 2017 draft with the Jaguars. Had a pretty good run there and a pretty decent run with Tampa Bay, all things considered. A rough year last year, but I think uh, everybody in Tampa would agree it was a rough year last year. So he'll be looking for a new place to play, and we'll see where he winds up. Lots of people released yet. Marcus Mariota was released yesterday. We're getting into cap uh, salary cap casualty. Uh, area in the NFL. So there's going to be a lot of big names looking for new homes in the next couple of weeks. What's going on with the Deftones? Well, they don't have a lot of shows on the agenda, but one they just announced yesterday was going to take place uh, in Brooklyn, New York, because they are teaming up with fame designer Mark Jacobs for a new merch collection called Heaven. 
by Mark Jacobs and Deftones. Oh. That will officially go on sale on Friday. I don't know if this is a big deal or not because I'm not up enough on fashion. I know this is going to shock you that I don't know who Mark Jacobs is. Is he a pretty big name? Mark Jacobs? Yes. With I don't C. know anything about him. Okay. He's Well, he's listening. He's got plenty of stores in New York. He's a pretty big name, I guess. Deftones are teaming up with him. What this line of merch looks like and why it's called Heaven and why it's special, these are things I also don't know, but I do know they're doing a private concert for fan club members and Mark Jacobs invitees only to help launch the line. So if you are a Deftones stan and you want to add to your collection, apparently some of this very exclusive merch will be on sale beginning Friday of this week, and tomorrow is when they're going to perform this super secret show that isn't so secret because we found out about it today. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few minutes, we got your pop culture smackdown. The morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and we got some tickets here for you, Monster Jam style. Those guys are going to be uh, doing their thing March 10th. That's a Friday at the Ford Idaho Center Arena. So we'll get you set up with those tickets here if you can beat me in pop culture SmackDown. All right, you want to Monster Jam it up? Now would be the time to get on the phone, 208-287-1003. That is our phone number. You are going to have to defeat Big J in this contest of pop culture knowledge. Today's does have a theme in pop culture. It's all about one particular person that has played a pretty big role in the world of popular culture. So we're going to be all over the map today. Hello, the X. Hey, what's happening? How you doing, man? What's your name? This is Pat. Pat, you're up first. Pat, today is Ron Howard's 69th birthday. Ron Howard was called in at the last minute to quote-unquote save this Star Wars prequel in 2018 when the powers that be didn't like the direction it was going in. What movie in the Star Wars universe did Ron Howard direct? Oh, wow. Um, I'll say uh, episode one. Episode one. Nope. Far, far after episode one. Uh, if it helps, it was 2018 that this movie came out. Hello, The X. Hey. Hey, Ron. Hey, man. Ron Howard was called in in the last minute to, quote-unquote, save the Star Wars prequel in 2018 when the powers that be didn't like the direction it was going in. like the direction it was going Yeah, that's what I said. Sorry, can you repeat that no, one more time? No, no. I now know you for... No, I'm kidding. Of course I will. Ron Howard was called in at the last minute to save this Star Wars prequel movie in 2018 when the powers that be didn't like the direction it was going in. Um, the second one? No. Wrong. No, no. No. It's about a particular it's a character. Tough, it's a tough one. It's, a re- it's the reason why they're not making Star Wars movies anymore. Hello, The X. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what what Star Wars prequel did Ron Howard uh, get called in to direct at the last minute to save it because they didn't like the direction it was going in? Um, 2018, the movie came out. So fairly, was that Solo? It was Solo. That is correct. Right. A Star Wars story. Uh, well done. What's your name, sir? Logan. You're officially taking on Big J Logan. Ron Howard got his show business start in this black and white sitcom, Big J. Um, the Andy Griffith Show? That is correct. Right. Uh, Logan, back to you. As a teenager, Ron Howard appeared on this other sitcom based in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and starred alongside Henry Wrinkler. Happy Days. Happy Days is correct. Big J, Ron Howard has been nominated for Best Director at the Oscars twice, but has only won once for this Russell Crowe movie that also won Best Picture. Russell Crowe movie. Mm -hmm. And he won for Best Picture. He won Best Director and Best Picture. Ron Howard won Best Director once. It was for this movie. 
But this movie also won Best Picture. Um, let's go with uh, Apollo 13. Apollo 13, the famous Russell Crowe movie. Wrong. No, I'm sorry. I'm that not is... even thinking of a, a, a movie that Russell Crowe was in. Incre- well, you probably should, because <laughs> that was the hint in the question. Logan, that means you are victorious. Do you happen to know the answer? A Beautiful Mind? That's right. It's A Beautiful right. Mind. Jesus. Good job. Congratulations, man. Uh, Logan, you are victorious. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up with those Monster Jam tickets. Uh, I'm guessing maybe you've never even seen A Beautiful Mind, Big J. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, Ron Howard also directed this Jim Carrey Christmas movie classic, and there's even a scene in the film where Carrey dresses like Howard and makes fun of his directing set. Uh, would that happen to be uh, The Grinch Who Stole Christmas? Right. Indeed it would be. Starring Taylor Momsen. And finally, uh, the other movie Ron Howard was nominated for Best Director for was this Michael Sheen Frank Langella film based on a play of the same name. Apollo 13. Apollo 13, the play. No. Wrong. No, unfortunately, that is incorrect. Uh, it's going to be every answer from now on. <laughs> that would be Frost Nixon right. is the correct answer. Congratulations, Logan. Hang on one second. We're going to do a run of headlines. That's happening next on the X Rocks. Yay. I present to thee the following headlines, Big J. It is kind of funny. Slaughterhouse 7 or go to hell? Slaughterhouse 7. Seven sheep, Big J, that <laughs> escaped from a New Jersey slaughterhouse are being rewarded with a second chance at life. Usually when you escape from someplace, they uh, double down on your sentencing. But apparently animal control officers received a call on Monday morning about a small herd of sheep that was running loose on the streets of Patterson, New Jersey, after they decided to make a break for it out of a slaughterhouse that was also in the neighborhood. One sheep was captured almost immediately, poor guy, but six others remained on the lamb, if you will, Big J. Three of them were wrangled up about an hour later and transported via police car to a nearby animal shelter. A fifth sheep was captured outside of a mattress store, and the other was found trying to walk into a Dunkin' Donuts. The last sheep was finally picked up several miles away around town uh, in another town, hitchhiking on the side of the street. The animal control says the sheep will all be checked out by a vet and then eventually moved to an animal sanctuary to live out the rest of their lives and not have to worry about whatever they were going to be turned into. But don't get word back to the other sheep that some of them escaped right. and have been pardoned from death. This is how you start like sheep riots in uh, slaughterhouses. So yeah, you better watch your yourself in case the word gets out that, hey man, Marty was here like yesterday and now he's gone. But maybe he's out there living a life. It's like no, Shawshank no. Redemption. Yeah, no, there's no life out there. It's like <laughs> just lamb chops. Well, no, I mean they're they are they're going to be able to live. No, okay. but you don't let the living ones know the ones that are still stuck in the slaughterhouse. Right, but as I'm saying, you give these sheep hope that maybe there's a life like, outside of the walls. Sounds like an animated Pixar movie. Yeah, but I don't think they'd include a slaughterhouse. In the they very should. Of it, that doesn't seem very family friendly to me. Uh, but then again, the title for the Pixar movie, Big J, All's Wool That Ends Wool. <coughs> it's kind of funny or go to hell? Go to hell. Uh, I I would hate, like I'm, I'm praying that my children don't grow up to want to have some sort of influencer desires, you understand? Because there's nothing more intolerable to me than like people in their 20s that are pranksters. For other people and like their parents and stuff that make other people's lives living hell sure. with their pranks that they want to go viral on TikTok. And uh, there is a gentleman named Corbin Millet 
who has done this. He's got 38 million followers on TikTok. God help us all. And he uh, did a prank where he covered his parents' kitchen entirely in peanut butter, like yeah. top to this bottom. This guy does this all the time. Yes, exactly. He, that's why he's got 38 million followers, is he basically makes his parents' life a living hell. And uh, he basically shows in the video what the kitchen looked like, and then it is completely covered in ketchup. I mean, light fixtures, cabinets, everything is covered. It took 28 pounds of peanut butter, apparently, to pull off the prank. Uh, and by the way, his parents, he lives with his parents. They've kicked him out now twice because of his pranks, and this could be a third yeah, time. I, I, don't, I don't believe they really kicked him out. You no, want to know why? Because they're probably getting paid for it. They well. are making millions of dollars. You think it's millions? Yes. He's 30, got 38 he's million followers. You think he's getting a dollar oh, per follower? No, more than that. The, he and, and I'm sure he's on YouTube. I guarantee you they're making... These top-end influencers are making money hand over fist, dude. I, 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 I understand there's money in it. I didn't know it was hand a, mil- over, yeah. a dollar per yes. view. Oh, That's man. It's, crazy. It's, it's crazy. But uh, I will say this. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't... I couldn't handle it. I could not. I would not. I would not. I would not. I want. And I don't want any of that blood money. None of it. Uh, if that's what it, it, it turns my life into, no, thank you. Hard pass. Wrap it up with it's like you would be okay with your kids like covering your. If thing. they're making millions of dollars and gonna take care of all of this, what yeah. They, okay. All right. Well, then, I listen, mean, tell them to get on it. What are they waiting for? Well, it's one of those things. It just kind of it's an organic thing. Like it started out. Organic. This does not sound organic. Here's the thing. It started out just him filming pranks, and then it turned into something, and then it became an empire. Well, sure, but there's there's trillions of people that do stupid stuff like this on a regular basis. All of it a ripoff, of course, of the jackass world. There's no question about that. But it is. it, it, It takes somebody special to gain some traction or some money involved in it or some backing yeah, or whatever. It definitely takes some personality and understanding uh, of, of what, what is going on. Once you get to that level... Do you follow this guy? No. Okay. Wrap it up with It's Kind of Funny. So an airline passenger, Big J, requested a vegan meal on his Japan Airlines flight, and they gave him a banana and some chopsticks. That's what the no. vegan meal was. It's messed up. Uh, and now he's complaining about it. The, the business class passenger named Chris Kari was flying from Tokyo to uh, Jakarta and said that he, he requested a vegan meal, and then when the uh, top was taken off, it was a banana and chopsticks. Uh, he says other airline meals also bad when you request the vegan option, but nothing was quite as slap in the face as the Japan Airlines meal. A spokesperson confirms that the banana is the current snack for a vegetarian or vegan passenger on that route. I feel like the chopsticks was more slap in the face than anything else. Yeah, right? but it almost seems... What, what airline was it? Japan Airlines. Oh, okay. Uh, you were going to say I'm, racist? Yeah, I was going to say it sounds racist. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, but I mean, like, nobody eats a banana with chopsticks, or maybe they do. I guess I don't know, but that does seem like it's a bit like, you know, oh, you want a meal? Here you go. There's chopsticks involved in it. But I mean, if you give him a couple bananas, I don't think he would complain as much because I'm sure options are limited when it comes to that kind of stuff. But that does seem uh, a little bit weird, but still kind of funny. Morning after, it, it would be the equivalent if they gave you a fork and a banana, I guess, would be a kind of funny to me as well, if that was your vegan option. Well, thanks. Not funny if I were the vegan, of course, right. but watching it happen to somebody else makes me laugh, much like peanut butter on their kitchen. Morning after <laughs> with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. 
Temple of the Dog. That is Hunger Strike here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And everybody, quiet down, will you please? Yeah, yeah, actually, because health officials in England are worried about people suffering from hearing loss, Nick. Uh, and uh, a lot of it has to do with bars and restaurants, and uh, they're they're too noisy. Uh, basically, they need to lower the lo- the levels, including uh, the volume levels of background music and putting up curtains and walls to absorb sounds. Oh, okay. They're starting to think about making it like uh, some sort of national rule or law or something. Uh, it seems that way. For it, decibel it, control. It's a pet peeve of mine. Like uh, it, it, you know, going into a bar and grill, for example, in particular, to eat dinner or something, and it's it's loud. There's music going on. I mean, it just seems like uh, it's it's loud when I have a conversation. It's one of the main reasons. I, I don't know if it's my old age or what it is, but like I don't mind a loud place, but I will avoid a place that's obnoxiously loud. Like, I mean, I also enjoy having a conversation, but also if it's like packed to the gills and everything is blaring and there's just too much, like sometimes I think it's about sensory stuff. Like if there's too much stuff going on, I just like go, this is not enjoyable to me. I don't know what to do. I'm therefore not paying attention to the person I'm with. I'm now looking at the 900 televisions that are on and it becomes distracting to me. And it's not just a sound thing. It's a visual thing for me, but every once in a while I'll suck it up. But that is also a pet peeve of mine. I will avoid yeah. really, really loud places. Yeah, and if I have to yell for you to hear me and we're right next to each other, that's too loud. And, um, you know, the next day I won't be able to talk. Right. I, that's so. another, like, I mean, I, I, I hate having conversations at concerts. Yeah, for that very please, reason. please don't. You know, while the music is going, don't talk to me. <laughs> I'm happy to talk to you anytime, just I'll, not during the song. And basically, it looks like I'm talking to you, but I can't hear a word you're saying. I cannot and hear I, a word. I'm faking everything I'm saying to you. I'm like, you're yep, absolutely cool. right. Cool. I'm doing a lot of nodding and smiling and nice to see you. How are you? But I am losing everything. And it's nothing, not because I don't want to talk to you. It's because I cannot hear you and I don't want to scream yeah. that I cannot hear you. Yeah. So don't take it personally, please. Like, also, the band is playing. I'd like to see that. <laughs> but this is just us now burning out our, our beats. Right. No, things. yeah, that's what it was but the intent. I can understand why, uh, you know, having some sort of regulation as to how loud a place can be can be a good thing. Because, listen, also, it's painful sometimes when things are really, really loud. It can hurt your little baby ears. And so nobody wants to have that happen to them either. So I'm not sure if that will change around here. But, I mean, I know it's impacted places that I have chosen to go or chosen to show up. Yeah, and that's exactly the thing. That'll, that'll help me choose. Be like, am I going to come back here? Probably not. And if it's if it's, the place is chill and, you know, it's a respectful level, I'm like, hey, this is great. I feel great in here doing this. I'll tell you off the air, but I, one of your favorite places to go uh, is a place that I don't go anymore because of that particular reason. It just It's just too, it's just sensory overload for me. And, uh, and I do not enjoy it, and I usually don't have a good time, despite the fact that I usually uh, have a very good experience food and beverage wise at that particular place. I just go out of my way to avoid it because I don't like the atmosphere, if that makes any kind of sense. So think about it, man. If there's a place that you're opening up, uh, maybe for old people like Jay and I, and uh, you want to do it, make it a in a quiet place and we would be more more private yeah well, to go. Well, that would be quite the interesting like 
bar experience. It's like a right? library, right? Where everybody's shushing you as you. Yeah, and you like you can hear the clanking of silverware. Well, see, I also don't want that. Like, I like some ambient noise. I don't want you everybody want in to, between. Yes, I don't want people. To, I don't want to feel like if I'm talking, people can hear my conversation because it's none of their damn business either. So yes, a happy medium no, is something. You can't I like. talk in this place. Oh, at all? It's like the no, quiet I place. I, I don't there's want no, that. There's no talking. I don't want that. I don't want you can that. hear the scraping of teeth against metal. Yeah, no, none of that sounds pleasurable to me. Uh, I, I don't want a vacuum i would like some sort of happy medium would be very nice for me if you talk some monster comes after you morning after with nick and big j we will do some bad impressions they're happening next on the x rocks impressions so far i'm not impressed on the morning after with nick and big j bad impressions brought to you by treasure valley subaru it's more than just subaru they're the idaho center pre-owned superstore and Nick, we've got a pair of tickets to go see Static X Friday, and uh, you've got uh, Fear Factory opening up. We've also got Dope. It's going to be a hell of a show. I swear, I saw these guys in August of last year open up for Rob Zombie. It was amazing. I, I didn't know what to expect, but man, I was I was highly impressed with what they had going on. And I've seen some pictures from the latest show. It's going to be great. You want to go to the show. Tickets are still available at Ticketmaster.com, and we'll get you some free ones right here for figuring out bad impressions. 208 287 3 is our phone number if you'd like to play. Big J has three clues about somebody famous. Figure out who that famous person is and look at you going to a show on Friday night, feeling all good about yourself and stuff. Let's go to the phones. Hello, the X. Good morning. Hello. Hello, the X. Hello. Hello, the X. Hello. Hello. Hi. What's your name, please? Trisha. All right, Trisha, you're up first. Good luck. My band and I pretty much created Rick Rolling. Can I get the next one? People often say I'm one of the coolest rock stars you'll ever meet. Not sure if that's true, but thanks. Okay, next one. I was a drummer in Nirvana and am the singer for the Foo Fighters. Oh my gosh. It's not, uh, David Grohl? There yeah. you go. Oh, look at you. His given name and everything. Well done, Trish. Hang on one second. We'll hook you <laughs> up with Alexander those, Grohl. We'll hook you up with those Static X tickets happening at the Rev Center on Friday. Hang on one second. Why is Dave Grohl in the news? He's just the best human being. I mean, there's got to be a skeleton somewhere. I don't know. But he uh, here recently is getting some huge press because he he rolled up to uh, a mission in L.A. uh, and uh, decided to throw down a whole bunch of barbecue. We're talking hundreds of pounds of barbecue. He has this huge, giant smoker that he tows. And uh, he showed up at the the Hope mission uh, in L.A. at 3 p.m. And then uh, for the next 24 hours, he and his team, uh, culinary, a bunch of barbecue, and served a whole bunch of meals. It took 24 hours to do it, but it's something he loves to do. He says it's carthotic. It's something he likes to do in between gigs and just has a great time. 18 hours he cooked by himself for that. He paid for every single cent of yep. it. Didn't know any, nobody knew he was coming. He just did it because the storms were there and the weather was bad and people were yeah. hungry and didn't have the ability to get the food that they wanted. And he thought it would be a good idea to feed some people, and that is pretty damn awesome. And uh, the barbecue is really damn good. Good. So uh, that's You've had it? it? No. Oh. No, but that's what everybody says. Oh, I'm sure. Can you imagine, though, because they said, you know, one one minute they're just in their kitchen working, the next thing you know, Dave Grohl's in their kitchen. <laughs> you just let him do whatever. Right? Yeah. And, but that's also weird to let somebody else come to your kitchen and do whatever they want. Right, but it's I think there's dynamic. a couple people that have that particular uh, pass, and I think he may be one of them. But also, again, he brought the big smoker, too, so most of the work was happening out there. Yeah. But some sides and stuff were going on inside. He just brought a bunch of stuff. Hundreds and hundreds of meals. It's really, really cool for him to do, for sure. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We'll wrap up the show here next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> 
Whisper Power. That's Daughtry and Lizzie Hale. Separate ways here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Wrapping things up here on this Wednesday morning, this first day of March. Thanks for hanging out with us on this snowy morning. We certainly do appreciate that. We had a chance to talk about bathrooms, Big J's credit card debt, and even mummified girlfriends. So we were all over the place today, uh, as it's always a pleasure and a privilege to do that on a Wednesday afternoon. But it does leave you with the actual uh, floor, Big J. What do you want to talk about? Yeah, I got to give big props to my wife. She's uh, winning an award today. She's going to an award awards lunch at Nick, so it only took a couple years for her to uh, start to take over where she works. Nice! What award is she winning? Uh, she doesn't know. Oh, what? It's a, it's a leadership type award. She she wasn't 100% clear on what the award was, but she she's knows that she's going to get one, but doesn't yeah. know what it is. Does she have to like give like a speech and stuff? I hope so. Are you going? Yeah. No, I can't. It's not for... It's inv- it's employees only. Yeah. Inv- oh yeah. wow! I thought. Well, I mean, the luncheon makes me think like it's open to the public, or you can celebrate with your well, family. Or, or I wasn't ones. invited. What if you find out she's bringing somebody else to her ward? Oh yeah, that'd would be you problem. be upset? Yeah, okay. I would be upset, especially for risking my life to drive the Mustang today. Plus, you've taken her to awards luncheons. Yeah, I remember. yeah, uh, yeah. Cool. So, turnabout's fair play. But she uh, she's great at her job, and I, I get to hear a lot of uh, the stuff she has to deal with. And uh, not an easy job, but uh, she is pretty awesome. Congratulations, well deserved, I am sure. Next set of X Rock brought to you by Beacon Plumbing for tank and tankless water heaters, clogged drains, leaky faucets, and toilets that won't flush. Stop freaking to call Beacon. Beacon Plumbing, heating and mechanical, your trusted plumbing source. It's online at beaconplumbing.com. That's it for us. Jason Drew's coming in next. We'll see you all tomorrow. It's the X Rocks. The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.